0: amen. All right. Let's start by taking a look. I showed you from Scripture where it speaks of fruits of repentance. It speaks of fruits of righteousness. The book of Galatians 5.22 also speaks of the fruit of the Spirit. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self control he goes on and he says against such there is no law against such there is no law when we talk about the fruit of the spirit really what we're doing is we're talking about the nature of god this is who god is he is he is love the bible says He is full of joy. He is full of long-suffering patience. He is kind. He is good. He is gentle. He is faithful. Slow to anger, self-control. Slow to anger, abounding in mercy. This is the God that we serve. So when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit being present in our lives, we talk about our nature being changed by the nature of God or us responding in a way to where we see the nature of God manifest in our lives. The nature of God, the fruit of the Spirit. What's important, that you, that, what's important for us to understand though is that when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, it's so important in the lives of every believer because essentially, this fruit is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Is that the Spirit that you are surrendered to that is operating in your life or isn't it? If the fruit of the Spirit is present and and prevalent in your life, then you know that you are someone bearing the Spirit's fruit in your life. Are you beginning to love like He loves? Are you beginning to have joy like He has joy? Is it manifesting in your life or isn't it? So, if it's the fruit of the Spirit, is it not important for us to determine who the Holy Spirit is? Now, here at Oceans, I talk about the Holy Spirit quite a lot because I understand how important He is. The problem in church circles is it becomes a very uncomfortable subject. For example, I want you to examine your heart when I say to you, I love the Holy Spirit. How does that make you feel? I love Him. He is my God. Now for many people, they're like, that's uncomfortable. And the reason why it's uncomfortable for you is because you don't know Him yet. You see, many people struggle with the triune God. But let me give you a practical example that somebody shared with me this week, which I thought was so powerful. God can have different expressions and be different in the way he manifests, but be the same God. What is H2O? H2O is water, right? So if I had to get a glass of water and drink it, I'm drinking H2O. But if I had to go and sit in the steam bath and the steam is coming up, what is it? It's still H2O, but it's a different expression. This is a hot, you hold your hand over steam too long, it's gonna burn you. It's the same element. It's the same thing. It's H2O. And I like steam sometimes. Just like I really need water. Water. There's nothing like on a cold day, on on a really, really hot day, to take ice cubes and put them in my water. The ice is a different expression. It's a different thing, but it's also H2O. God is the same. He's in three parts, each of them different, but He's still God. The same way that H2O is ice, steam, and water. Are you with me? But unless I know what steam is and what steam does, I will never realize what it's capable of doing in my life. Unless I've taken that ice, there's nothing like a cold, ice-cold Coke when you've been out and working in the garden and you take those ice cubes and you put them in there and you drink that Coke and it quenches that thirst and all you healthy people, sorry for you. <laughs> so you can see It is important for us to know who the Holy Spirit is and to fully understand that He is 100% God. But He's a part on the earth that today so many in the church simply don't know. They don't know Him. They don't talk to Him. If I wake up in the morning, you know, Naomi and I have our different things that we do in the morning. But at 6.30, I know that she's going to be sitting on the couch waiting for me. And the first thing I do in the mornings at 6.30, I've been with the Lord, I'll wake up, I'll, I'll, I'll come out of my bedroom, uh, out of my study, and I'll go to the, straight to the kitchen, and I'll turn the kettle on, make her coffee, because that's like her love language. People have other languages. Her love language is coffee, just so you know, okay? <clears throat> so I'll go to her, and the first thing I'll do is I'll say, how are you, sweetheart? Why? Because I have a relationship with her because I love her. When last, be honest with yourself, did you say to the Holy Spirit, good morning Holy Spirit, how are you today? You must understand when Jesus said to his disciples that I will not leave you as orphans, but I will send the helper, the word there means one just like me, another helper, just like me, he'll be the same as me. The same way that the disciples needed someone to teach them, to comfort them, to correct them, to lead them, to guide them, the same way we need the Holy Spirit. He works the same way. He is a person, He just doesn't have a body. Is everybody okay this morning in Vera Beach? The point is, is that for you to understand what I'm gonna share with you this morning, about the fruit of the Spirit. How can you bear the fruit of the Spirit if you don't even know the Holy Spirit? You have to know Him. He is important. He's the part of God that's here right now. And He lives in you when you get saved. It's amazing. If you were here last night, we dived more into that. Now, I don't wanna to to get too much into the different fruits of the Spirit, but we know it's love and joy and peace and long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all the stuff that we are not. But we need help to become more like that. So let's go to Romans 12, verse number one. Watch this now. Romans 12, verse number one. Remember, we're talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So the question here is, If I have to present my body as a living sacrifice to God, which part or to whom in the Godhead should I present my body? And the answer is simple, to the Holy Spirit. My body should be presented to the Holy Spirit. And I know if you're theological, you might be racing in your mind. Let me give you another scripture to help you real quick. Let's go to 1 Corinthians six nineteen. I give my body as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is my reasonable service. Why? Because of what he did to, for me. You must understand, Jesus died on the cross and he saved me. I'm now reborn the Holy Spirit lives inside me. Watch this. 1 Corinthians six nineteen. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So then if my body is going to be a living sacrifice, to whom do I present it? To the Holy Spirit. Because my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So He is the one present with me. He is the one living in me. Amen. <laughs> okay. So I have to make a choice. I have to make a choice to give my life, to, to, to commit my life to the Holy Spirit. But you have to be honest with yourself. Let's be honest this morning. How can I give my life to someone I don't know, don't talk to, don't listen to. I have to know Him. So getting to know Him is extremely important. Here's the truth. Life outside of the Spirit is almost impossible for a Christian. Because life outside of the Spirit, now watch this, is life under the law. And life under the law is so difficult. It's almost impossible. That's why he gave us his Holy Spirit. You see, he's not a thing or a wind or a smoke. He's a person. And he lives on the inside of each and every one of us. He is real. And I have to get to know him because because what he's able to do is to save me from the one thing that I can't do on my own, which is myself. You see, the truth is your greatest enemy (laughs) is not the devil. He's your second enemy. The first enemy you have to learn to deal with is you, your flesh. So let's go a little deeper. Let's dive into this. You see, with this foundation, you will understand the fruit of the Spirit more than you probably ever have. Let's go to Galatians 5.16. Galatians 5.16. I say then, walk in the Spirit. What happens when I walk in the Spirit? He's gonna tell us. And you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. The lusts of the flesh, they are there in your life. The key to successful spiritual growth and walking with God is walking in the spirit. And and, and Paul does this in such a profound way because he he basically puts the bait and the hook out there and then he reels it in now. Because he's gotta give us a foundation. He's gotta explain to us what it is that he's trying to tell us. And it's so important that we grasp this. The problem with the church today is it's not like the early church. You must understand that the early church was conscious, completely, fully conscious of the Holy Spirit. Fully conscious and understood that Jesus was no longer here. He was at the right hand of the Father and God, the Holy Spirit, was with us. They didn't. There was no confusion the way we are confused. That came as time goes on. Man has this wonderful way of messing things up. It's what we do. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. (laughs) He says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the the flesh. Now watch. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. You must realize that there is nothing you can do in the state that we currently are in as human beings, even though we are saved, because in you is the flesh. It's there, it's ugly, but it's there. And in you is the spirit. Because you have been saved. So he is there. And the two are at war against each other. The two are not in agreement. Are you guys with me? And so the flesh has a tendency. It says here, for the lusts of the flesh are against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. What happens? So that you do not do the things that you wish. Now watch. But if you are led by the Spirit, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Is the law bad? No. However, the antidote and solution to the flesh is not the law. The antidote to the, to the flesh is the Spirit. The struggle is which part is being interacted with most in your life? The flesh or the spirit? So he says, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Which means that God is after something with you. He's present in you. The Holy Spirit is present in you. And he desires to know you to walk with you, to have fellowship with you. And so what he does is he affects and changes your heart. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 3, verse number three. 2 Corinthians 3, verse number three. We will come back to Galatians in just a moment. Watch this. I'm reading this out of the NLT because it brings it out so beautifully. It says, clearly you are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. This is like, you're gonna be read. You're a letter. You're a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stone, which is the law, but it is it is. It is on a human heart. In other words, pen and ink, tablets of stone. Spirit carved on the heart. Because what the Spirit does if you begin to walk with Him, if you begin to get to know Him, if you allow Him to lead you, is He begins to change your heart. Because your heart begins to desire Him. Those who are thirsty, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they will be filled. You have to have a desire to walk with God. You have to have a desire to be led by the Spirit. You have to have a desire to know the Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Well, you know, he's that guy. You know, we are just, you know, he's that he's that force on the day of Pentecost, and you know, and and who is he? Well, you know, I'm not really sure. That's the answer of many Christians today. I don't, I don't know Him. I know God the Father. I, I, I know Jesus. But I don't know the Holy Spirit. The church has become isolated. They isolate the Spirit. They, they don't know Him. And the truth is, is that unless you know Him, unless you have relationship with Him, your heart's not really gonna change. It's gonna be more difficult. It's not impossible, but it's much more difficult. Because when you're not under the Spirit, You're under the law. Because you're gonna try and do it all with knowledge and understanding and you're gonna try and do things right and you're gonna try and be obedient and you're gonna try and please the Lord, but you're gonna struggle because it's not relationship. The one who you have relationship with, the one who's here is the Holy Spirit. Do you know him? This is such an important question. Let's go deeper. Let's go back to Galatians 5. Let's go back to Galatians 5. Let's 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 pick it up again. In verse 18, he says, "But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law." Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the likes of which I tell you, which I, which I tell you beforehand, just as I also tell you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You must understand that your flesh and the lusts of the flesh are present in you. It's there. You have a tendency to be this way. When I read the list to you, half of you were going, okay, I'm good. I don't do that. I'm okay. I didn't really do that. That one, ooh, that's a problem right there. That's a little bit, you know, that one, but that's not that bad. That's the least of the list, you know? <laughs> the problem is that's, your, that's the nature that we have. It's there. The flesh is there. It's, you know, Paul talk, spoke about this problem that he recognized he had, I do not do the things that I wanna do and the things I don't wanna do, I do. This is what he's talking about. The lust of the flesh, what that is, the lust of the flesh is like a yearning, it's a pulling, it's a desiring, it's a wanting, a craving, a hungering, a thirsting, longing, grasping, grabbing, taking. That's what the flesh is like. Well, I want that. I need a bigger house. I need a bigger car. I need more of this. I need more of that. I need that. I need this. This is what's gonna satisfy me. We go after the things of the flesh. It's in you. It's, 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 it's the nature of the fallen nature. That's what it is. It's I want more nature. So he tells us, he says, these things are present. He says, the works of the flesh are evident. And he gives us that list. Then he says this in verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit, so we know that, that the lust of the flesh is the result of submitting to the flesh and going after those things. Then he tells us, but the fruit of the Spirit, so the Spirit that's also in you is love and joy and peace and long-suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Against such, there is no law. There is law against those things of the flesh, but it, those lusts of the flesh, but against the things of the spirit, there is no law. It's like stress, pressure. I can't do it. I can't handle it on my own. If I, if the, but here on this side, it's the Holy Spirit, and it's love and joy and peace. And, and, and you know, what do you want to do? No, no, you know, I don't know the spirit. I don't really talk to him. I don't listen to him. I'm going to go over here and try and do it myself. Whereas if you go over here where He is, where the Spirit is, that's love, and it's joy, and it's peace, and it's kindness, and it's gentleness, and it's goodness, and it's faithfulness, and it's self-control. So when I have a fight with my wife, which is very rare, like once every four years, I have a choice. When things are getting tense, what am I gonna do? And inside me is this anger, this anger that's the lust of the flesh, and I'm right, and she's wrong, and the Holy Spirit on the other side inside me is going, be gentle now, be gentle now, respond in love now. And I'm in the middle and I'm going, this side is so much nicer, and this side, I don't wanna do this, Lord. I don't wanna do this, why? Because when I do this, I'm dying. And there's something that's being developed in me that isn't my own. Oh, come on, somebody, give the Lord a clap and a shout. Oh, who do you choose to submit to? If you submit to the, to the flesh, you're going to be under the law as a Christian. <clears throat> you see, we're going to come back to Galatians. Let's quickly jump to another verse. This is an important one. Romans 6, verse 12. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. Don't let sin reign. So if, if I mustn't let sin reign, who should I let reign? The Holy Spirit. Both are there. Both are prevalent, both are active, both 100%. If you are a Christian and you're sitting in this place, you have your flesh and you have the Holy Spirit. The flesh you know all too well, do you know the Holy Spirit? When Jesus described the Holy Spirit, He said this, He said, He would be your helper. He would be your comforter. He would be your teacher. Come on now. Teacher in what? How to live every day. Comforter in what? In every situation I have to face. Helper in what? Everything, every day, every situation, everything that comes my way. I need Him. And when he said, another helper, he was talking about comparing the Holy Spirit to himself so that the disciples would not lose hope. We didn't have Jesus with us the way they did, but we have the Holy Spirit, watch this, the way they did. How do I know this? Because each and every one of them gave their lives to the death. Oh, you know, Pastor Alex, you know, I'm saved. I can do whatever I want. I'm not under the law. Now, under the law doesn't mean that you walk like a sinful sinner. If you walk like that, I've got news for you. You are one. You will be one and you will die one. Don't get mad at me. You have to choose, guys. If you want to do well, but you don't walk with the Spirit, you will be in this place, the flesh, Wanting to do well, going to heaven, but your whole Christian walk will be the greatest struggle. You will struggle and struggle and struggle because you will put yourself under the law. And we know that we can't do it. So that's why we choose the Spirit. But why is it that we don't want to get to know Him? Because the truth is, is that submitting to Him means that we have to we have to change, We have to die. More of you, God, less of me. Really? Are you sure? So, in other words, the one that I submit to in my members, in my body, is the one that will grow stronger. The Bible teaches us that we should be spiritual that we should live as spiritual beings. But if we're constantly feeding the flesh, the lusts of the flesh, that side will be stronger. You'll still be saved, but if you continue in this way and ignore the things of God, ignore the Spirit, you can get into trouble. So let's go to Romans 8 verse 3. Don't worry, we're nearly done. But now we're about to get to the punch. The punch. Romans 8, verse 3. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin, because he knew there was no other way. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled. But there's a condition. There's a condition, guys. The condition is this. The righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in who? In us who do not walk according to the flesh. Because if you walk according to the flesh, you're under the law. But if you walk according to the Spirit, then I'm not under the law. Because I choose to walk according to the Spirit. The righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh. You could say, but... According to the Spirit. So if I walk in the Spirit, I'm not under the law. Okay, now watch. Let's go back to Galatians. I'm giving you a little bit of meat. Is that okay? All right, Galatians 5.22. This has been a bit of a meaty series, but I know you guys are are getting it. Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, if we choose to live that way, let us also walk in the Spirit. So the key, which is what He told us right at the beginning, For those who desire to walk with God in this life and overcome the things of the flesh and bear the fruit of the Spirit, the key is to walk in the Spirit. So what does that mean for you and I? It's simple. You have to learn to walk again. You're like a little baby that has to learn to walk again. Now watch this. One more scripture, and then we'll finish off. Romans 8, verse 12. Romans 8, verse 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you'll die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God every theologian I know every scholar I know all agree that this speaks about a more mature believer someone who is led by the Spirit it's amazing how God works last night I was here and I saw Nick and Jess's little girl Claire and last week when I saw Claire she was crawling really fast so cute and last night, I see this little girl running, like running. And I look, and I see it's Claire, and she's, she's walking. And it's awesome to watch this little baby running around here. Last week, she couldn't walk, but this week, she was walking. And Nick, Nick had gone away hunting that week. So I was so glad that God sorted him out. And I said to him, listen. I said, were you here when she walked? And he said, well, you know. I said, what do you mean? You either were or you weren't, you know what I mean? Well, you know, I didn't see her walk alone, but I was here last week, watch this now. And she was walking, but she had to hold on to my finger. You see, if you are willing to not try to walk on your own, But grab a hold of his finger. Those who are led by the Spirit. Lord, I can't do this. Lord, my flesh and the ways I want to do it, they're not walking. I keep on falling down. So what am I going to do? I'm going to grab a hold of you. I'm going to grab a hold of that finger so that you can lead me. So that you can lead me. Watch this now. If you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. You're not, you're, you're not submitting to the flesh. Watch, I'm walking now with the Holy Spirit. I've got Him by the finger. I, I, I take my eyes off Him and, and I do something in the flesh. I let go and I fall down. But if I love him, I do what? Fruits of repentance, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I desire to walk rightly before you. Fruits of righteousness, I choose to walk. Take my hand again, Holy Spirit. And he puts his hand out and he picks you up again. Why? Because he is love. He is gentle. He is kind. He is long-suffering. He'll put up with you. Listen, he puts up with you now when you don't even go after him. He puts up with you because he loves you so much. The question is, who does your heart belong to? Do you know Him? The church today knows about relationship with the Father. Theological, it's great. Listen, I love going to the Father. The Father for me is just, I just adore the Father. Because I've, I've had a, I have have a wonderful earthly father so I can relate to that relationship. I feel very blessed. But I never used to understand this relationship with the Holy Spirit. I always used to think he was just here for the power. What I never realized is that that power is working in me all the time. True power, which is to transform me. And as I take him by the hand, or as he takes me by the hand, and I I take a hold of his finger, whatever you want to call it, I grab a hold of him. Instead of doing it my way, which causes me to always fall, more and more and more I trust him I follow Him. I let Him lead me. I walk with Him. And then slowly but surely, I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And I begin to transform. And people will begin to see the fruit of the Holy Spirit in my life. Now, when you're looking for fruit, look for it first in your own life. Look around you. How are you treating people? Who are you submitting to? Is His fruit present or isn't it? When you look in your own life with your family, is the fruit of the Holy Spirit present? If you're a father or a mother and it's not in your children, you have to ask yourself the question, are you the problem? Come on, I have to. I see things in my son, I'm like, where did he learn that? And I know that it's from Naomi. <laughs> no, more than likely it's from me. They have to see, not not be taught, not be not be not be you know you know rebuked and, and chastised, but rather be shown what it means. When we have an argument, how are we gonna treat each other? How are we gonna to talk to each other when they do something they're not supposed to? Listen, I spank my kids. Oh yeah, I give them a good spanking. But let me tell you, when that spanking is over, you can ask Naomi, I cry, I go to the I cry and they come back out and, and I love it, my son especially. And he's older now, I can't spank her anymore, but she got some good ones, let me tell you. And when, when, when my son when once he's, he's gotten a spanking, he comes running to me, guys. And he hugs me, and I hug him back, and I tell him, that hurt me more than it hurt you, boy. Why, because I love him. I have to model it. And remember, when you're looking at ministries, is it present in the church? What is the focus in that church? What is the focus in that ministry? What is the focus in that leader? Are they pointing you to that relationship? Are they pointing you to walking with God? Are they pointing to you in changing? That's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And my prayer for each and every one of you this morning is not only for the fruit of the Spirit, but all the fruits to be born in your life. You need to know the Father, because He is awesome. You need to know Jesus because he is full of grace and compassion and love. And you need to know the Holy Spirit because church, that's where your fellowship is. With him, the helper, the Holy Spirit. Let's bow our heads. This morning in this place, Father, as always, we stand in awe of you. Surely your burden is light and easy to bear because we recognize the sacrifice and the love that has been poured out to each and every one of us. Holy Spirit, we know that you live in us. Help us to walk with you. And in order to walk with you, we must be led by you. So I surrender my life to you this morning. I desire to hear your voice. I desire to know you more. I desire to walk with you. And my prayer is that same prayer for every person in this place this morning. Your presence is so tangible, Lord. I'm so grateful. I pray this morning, Father, that if there is anybody in this place that does not know the Holy Spirit, that this morning they will cry out to you and say, Lord, I know you're there. I want you to lead me. I thank you, Jesus, for sending your Spirit, the helper, the comforter, I thank you. Lord, help us to submit our lives to you. Does your word not say that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. Jesus, I thank you for sending your spirit. Holy Spirit, just If you're here this morning and you want to surrender to Him, just just raise your hands. I'm not going to call anybody up or anything like that. Just surrender to Him this morning. If you want the Holy Spirit to, to really begin to touch you and begin to move in your life, just make a decision this morning to surrender. Just raise your hands. I'm going to pray for you. Just raise your hands. Don't be afraid. Come on, guys. Surrender to Him this morning. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would reveal yourself In the lives of these individuals in this place like never before, those watching online, reveal yourself to them, Lord. Speak to them. Lead them. Teach them. Show them things to come. I thank you, Father, for your grace and for your mercy and for your love this morning. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you. All of you, every part of you, God, we, we love you, Lord. And we are grateful that our names are written in the book of life, that we will live and serve you all the days of our lives forever and forever and forever and forever. Help us to bring glory to your name while we're on this earth, Lord. Help us to be, to be able to hear your voice, to, to be obedient to your voice. Help us, Lord. Help us as we surrender. And we love you and we honor you and we glorify you in this place, in the mighty name of Jesus. Now I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the love of the Father and the fellowship with the Spirit be with each of you as you leave this place. You will never be the same again. Follow Him all the days of your life. We love you, Father. We honor you in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus. Amen and amen. Come on, church. Let's give the Lord a clap. Amen. He is great and He is greatly to be praised. Come on, stand to your feet and give the Lord a clap. Come on, give the Lord a clap this morning. Come on, give Him a shout if you can. Give Him a shout. Give Him a clap. Come on. Somebody give Him thanks. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. He is great. He is greatly to be praised. He is worthy of honor. He is worthy of glory. He is our King and He is our Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I have reason to shout. I have reason to celebrate. Oh, Lord, I will never forget this moment. Bless your people as they leave this morning. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your presence.